Do you need a new or optimized website for your indoor playground or soft play rental business? Well, we now have a team of professional web designers ready to help you bring your vision to life. Our designs marry your aesthetic with what's been proven to work time and time again in this industry. And since we only work with play-based business owners, we have designing high converting websites that can be a complete game changer for your revenue and income down to a science. And we make it really affordable. Head to the show notes for example sites and pricing information. And yes, you can get the professional yet beautiful website of your dreams on the website platform of your choice for less than $800. You can even book a free call with our web design team if you have questions or want to talk about your specific needs. If you want us to, we'll even do all of your tech setup and software integrations so you don't have to lift a finger. We look forward to helping you convert your vision into reality and in turn, convert more browsers into buyers. Head to the show notes for all of our web design information. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. Hey there, playmakers. So I wanted to give you a different type of episode today, and I think it will be kind of fun. So feel free to let me know how you feel about this. But we've been covering some super necessary topics on this podcast, like setting up your finances, improving your search ranking, growing your email list, potentially selling your place-based business. But I've got to be honest, I am ready for some fun on this feed. I mean, this is a podcast for play-based business owners after all, right? So since I'm on vacation this week and I'm in Salem, Massachusetts, hanging out doing all sorts of spooky stuff, I wanted to try out a Halloween-themed episode today. Now, I've already done a bunch of episodes and videos about Halloween events and activities and suggestions and things like that, so that's not what I mean. I wanted to share five spooky mistakes that I see current indoor playground owners make. And I'm going to try to get through this episode pretty quickly for a few reasons. All right, number one. So if you're listening to this as it gets released, I also just released a YouTube video that's basically the new indoor playground owners version of this concept. So five spooky mistakes that I see people make pre-opening. And I had so much to say about that, that it's going to be part one of two videos detailing these spooky pre-opening mistakes. So if you're working on your first or next location, I want you to head to the Play Cafe Academy YouTube channel and check that out after this. And like I said, I had a lot more to say, honestly, about people in the pre-opening process because some of those decisions like your lease, your location, the type of play you want to offer, and something like whether or not you want to go into business with a partner, these pre-opening decisions cannot easily be changed. You can't just pick up and move to a new location without huge financial repercussions. So that video is really important, especially if you're in the pre-opening phase. So definitely check that one out. And honestly, this entire podcast is about tiny changes you can make every single day 
to your indoor playground business that will help these current owners pivot and optimize and scale. So really this entire podcast could be, you know, themed with mistakes indoor playground owners make and, you know, a secondary title being mistakes I made and corrected as an indoor playground owner. As I mentioned in that YouTube video, I do not discount the fact that I've made so many of these mistakes myself. The only difference is that I learned from it. Some of them were very costly. Some of them were very painful. Some of them caused a lot of stress and overwhelm. And that's why I create this podcast and my YouTube channel so that you guys can avoid these mistakes before you make them because I've already made all of them for you. So again, check that video out after you listen to this episode. And I really think that some of these pre-opening mistakes, like some of the ones I mentioned, choosing the wrong location, choosing the wrong business partner, these are huge reasons why the indoor playground industry has a relatively high failure rate comparative to other businesses, right? There are so many decisions that we are kind of locked into that are very expensive and very difficult to change. So again, some of these mistakes that people make can really cripple a business and hold it back long term. And really, you know, result in the demise of a lot of these indoor playground businesses. So I'm really proud of that video. So again, go watch it after this. All right. The second reason I'm going to get through this list kind of quickly is that I have deep dive episodes on all of these, everything we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to rattle off some follow-up episode listening suggestions. If any of these mistakes happen to hit a little too close to home for you out there listening. So I didn't do a formal polished script for this episode because I wanted to just kind of feel like we're on a consulting call or you're on a FaceTime with me. And I just wanted to be really honest and raw with you about, again, some mistakes that I've made and some mistakes that I see our peers making all of the time. So all right, without further ado, let's get into five spooky mistakes that I see current indoor playground owners make. All right, the first spooky mistake, and this should come as no surprise to anyone that follows me, is relying too heavily on open play. Now, I don't know if you guys are on TikTok, but one of my favorite trends right now is people talking about their quote-unquote canon events. Now, if you're not on TikTok or if you haven't seen this trend yet, basically a canon event involves an occurrence or event that can alter your experience or way of doing things in big or small ways. And Basically, it's an event that needs to happen in order to shape you into who you are today. And honestly, even though I wish it wasn't, relying too heavily on open play and thinking you're going to be the exception and you know your business is going to be different than all of the hundreds of businesses I've worked with before, this seems to be a canon event for a lot of indoor playground owners. They will listen to my episodes and my content and take my courses about focusing on high ticket and recurring revenue and not relying too heavily on open play. And then they'll kind of do it anyways. And then sure enough, they'll turn around and they'll pivot because you just come to realize that open play is so stressful and so fickle to rely on. And it's going to cause your mental health, your energy, your physical health to deteriorate as a business owner. Now, there are a couple exceptions. Like if you're in a super busy tourist area and you get a ton of foot traffic and things like that. There are a couple exceptions, but for the majority of businesses, relying too heavily on open play 
is going to be the kiss of death for your business. Now, I mentioned that it's very fickle. So it's the most seasonal part of your business, and it's also going to be the first revenue stream that you're going to see completely drop off anytime there is a financial crunch or you know something's happening with the economy like it is right now where a lot of people are having a hard time. And open play ticket sales are going to be the first thing that pretty much completely drops off of a cliff when there's seasonality or an economic crisis at play or even just a financial downturn, right? It doesn't even have to be drastic. So again, in episode 115 of this podcast, I talk about why choosing a high ticket and or recurring revenue stream to focus on is going to give you so much more consistent revenue and income as an indoor playground owner. And in that episode, I detail how you can make 90% plus less transactions as a business that focuses on open play while actually making way more money so you can sell less and serve your customers better. Now, a lot of people take this as me saying, you know, oh, you have to focus on birthday parties, but that's not necessarily true. There are many different things that can be quote unquote high ticket. It could be packs of play passes. It could be packs of classes or something similar. It could be drop-off camps or something like that. There are many different high ticket and recurring revenue streams. So again, if that's something that you want to dive into, go back and listen to episode 115. It's a really good one. So I generally recommend not relying on open play for more than 15% of your revenue. Now, when I review a lot of business plans, I see people putting like 50 to 75% of their revenue coming from open play. And that is the first thing I, you know, mark as a red flag and we talk through. And I promise you, again, this is something that when people pivot away from this and choose a revenue stream that is high ticket or recurring or both, it completely changes everything, not just for the business, but for the business owner as well. Because we all want to create consistent revenue and income all while working less and not feeling like we're constantly selling or we're constantly having to fight to get customers in the door every single day. So again, go back and listen to that episode if relying too heavily on open play hits a little too close to home. All right, the second spooky mistake that I wanted to get into is putting the small in small business. Now, this can mean many different things, but in this episode, what I mean by this is operating too leanly. So for example, they're cutting costs kind of arbitrarily. So for example, a lot of indoor playground owners will come to me and say, well, you know, I don't need a booking software or I don't need to hire someone to design my website or I'm just going to make a logo in Canva or, you know, something like that. And what they're doing is they're not making it a question about the numbers, right? They're attaching a lot of emotion to these decisions. They're operating from a place of scarcity and they have a scarcity mindset and that is always going to hold your business back. So I always recommend doing a true return on investment calculation. So if investing in a booking software that's $50 a month is going to result in a doubling of your website conversion rate, so more people that are visiting your party page are going to end up resulting in a booking, that is a huge return on investment. If hiring a virtual assistant and allowing them to do just a couple very highly repeatable 
tasks that are draining your physical and mental energy and all of your time, if outsourcing those tasks allows you to innovate and come up with new revenue streams and allow you to work on your business instead of in your business, those decisions that you're going to be making, that creativity that you're going to be left with is going to give you a much higher return on investment than those administrative, repeatable, um, you know, very easily outsourced tasks. So again, when you're thinking about cutting costs, I'm not saying that your business can't operate leanly, but you want to make sure you're doing a true return on investment calculation and that you're not just cutting costs arbitrarily just to say that you know your costs are under $500 a month or something like that. That's not a badge of honor. And that's always going to result in you restricting your own revenue. So again, if a tool or outsourcing something is going to give you a return on investment, I would highly recommend digging a little bit deeper into that. And again, trying your best to operate from an abundance mindset, not you know trying to hoard all of your money because that's never going to result in your business growing to its full potential. And another thing that, in my opinion, puts the small in small business is not leaning into automations because it feels too expensive or it feels too big business, or it feels like you're getting away from customer service or something like that. And I wanted to give three examples because I think not leaning into automations and things like that are really holding indoor playground businesses back. So the first example I wanted to give is investing in a call forwarding software, which is something that I really dig deep into in episode 105. Now, again, a lot of people are hesitant about this because they think that you know, it's going to take away the personality from their business or their customers want to talk to a real person. But I promise you nine out of 10 calls that we got at our indoor playground facility were just asking about our hours. So by putting in a quick introduction and allowing people to just press one to hear our open play hours, press two to talk to someone about a birthday party, to press three to leave a message or something like that, this is going to better serve your customers And it's going to give them the information that they're looking for much more quickly, which to be honest, is what they want way more so than to talk to an actual person. So again, I loved this strategy. I really want you to listen to the details about this. And the call forwarding software that we chose was only like $15 a month, which again, I talk about in that episode. And if we're able to reduce our call volume by 90%, and we're keeping our employees happy because the phone's not ringing off the hook, distracting them, taking away from their tasks. We're keeping our customers happy because they're getting the information that they need as quickly as possible. It's a win-win scenario in every regard. So the second example that I wanted to give is an automated welcome sequence when somebody signs up for your emails. Now, a lot of people have resistance to this because, again, it feels too complicated. But I promise you, there are so many email service providers out there like Flowdesk or MailerLite that make setting this up very easy. And I dig way more into the strategy and I talk about how people, how business owners just like you can increase their revenue that they see from email marketing by 89% just by setting up a couple automated emails that help introduce somebody to your business after they sign up. Share your different products and services before they start receiving your weekly or semi-weekly newsletters or regularly scheduled content. So an email welcome sequence is another way to give your customers the information that they're looking for 
in, you know, just a little bit of a different way than the first example that I gave. It's something that's extremely inexpensive to implement and it can increase your revenue from email marketing by 89%. So it is a no brainer. And there are a lot of free or very inexpensive tools that can help you set this up easily. And then the third is evergreen Facebook ads, which I talk about in episode 29 of this podcast. When I own my indoor playground, we had five or six evergreen Facebook ads, meaning they were just running in our business in the background 100% of the time, spending like a dollar to $3 a day. So very inexpensive, but it was ensuring that even if I wasn't posting on social media, our services and our products were getting in front of our local ideal customers 24-7. Again, whether I was posting, whether we were active or not. And a lot of people hear Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and think expensive. But again, in episode 29 of this podcast, I talk a lot about how you can execute this strategy for just a couple dollars a day. All right. The third spooky mistake that I wanted to mention is when business owners work too much in their business instead of on their business. So they're always behind the counter, taking all of the calls, placing all of the orders, mopping the floors, cleaning the bathrooms. Every hour that you are doing these very easily outsourced, repeatable tasks, you are holding your business back. I would much rather see you be the visionary of your business and then hire people to integrate your ideas. I already alluded to this earlier in the episode, so I'm not going to get into it again, but I did want to list off a couple follow-up episodes if you're looking for help in this regard or if you feel like you can't afford to hire help or your business isn't mature enough yet. I want to challenge you and I really want you to listen to these couple episodes if this is something that you're currently struggling with. So in episode 34, we talk about how to afford a manager and why your business needs one. In episode 163, I give you a less expensive option and I talk about how to hire a virtual assistant and what sorts of tasks they might be able to accomplish in your business and take off of your plate so you can be more the visionary business owner role. The next episode I wanted to mention is 165, where I talk about hiring contractors, which is is another very affordable option. And then finally, in episode 37, we talk about having a legal and ethical internship program, which is, again, another really affordable way to outsource tasks and get some new, fresh ideas in your space. And then finally, if you're struggling with what tasks you should be outsourcing and what you should be doing as a business owner, I want you to go listen to episode 114 where we talk about money-making tasks versus maintenance tasks and which ones you should be focusing on to, again, allow your business to reach its maximum potential. All right, the fourth spooky mistake for this episode is when owners don't track key performance indicators. So for example, they're tracking their Instagram followers, they're tracking their Facebook followers, they're tracking their number of bookings, but they're leaving out some of the most critical factors in their business in terms of making sure they're on the right track. So I have an entire list of key performance indicators that I recommend business owners track in Play Cafe Academy, but things like average order value. So what are people spending when they come in the door? your website booking conversion rates, which is something I've been talking a lot about lately because my Book More Birthdays Challenge is starting in just a couple days. And this is something that I place a huge importance on because 
it makes a major difference. And people don't realize how many bookings they're losing out on until they dig into these numbers. They're not looking at their profit margins. So for example, they'll establish their prices on day one, and then they won't constantly reevaluate. Are my costs going up? Is my profit margin going down? Could I cut anything from this package or the service offering to bring my profit margin up? They're not tracking how their pricing might need to change. So again, I will also link an episode with regards that covers um, navigating price increases. So that's something that I really want you to focus on is tracking your profit margins over time because it's not something that is static. It's something that will always be evolving and changing, and it's something that you need to track. And then the last one I just wanted to mention, again, this isn't an exhausted list, but again, people aren't tracking their return on investment on marketing efforts. So people might say, oh, you know, I get a ton of Instagram views. I get comments. I get engagement. But what they fail to look at is if people are actually purchasing or coming in because of those posts or because of Facebook posts. Or, you know, if you just shifted maybe three hours a week away from social media to search engine optimization, like we just talked about in episode 241, or on blogging to improve search engine optimization, or evergreen Facebook ads, like I just mentioned, could that maybe result in a much higher return on investment? It might not be as sexy of a number as getting, you know, 10,000 Instagram followers or something, but I really want you to look at the money that you're actually bringing in from your marketing efforts and adjusting your effort accordingly and doing more of what's working and less of what's not. And that might seem like something that's very obvious, but I promise you, I do so many consults with current indoor playground owners. And so often they cannot tell me even a little bit where their most profitable marketing sources are. So where they're bringing in the most revenue from, what they need to work on, what their strategy is moving forward. And that kind of brings me into spooky mistake number five, and that is having a quote-unquote field of dreams mentality. Now, this is kind of a phrase that I stole from Christine, who is the owner of Sweet Peas Play Cafe in Kokomo, Indiana. But so often she mentions that one of the things that really surprised her as you know being a business owner is how much effort and time you do need to spend on marketing and how important having a strategy is. So many indoor playground owners think, you know, I'm the first indoor playground in the area or, you know, wow, I'm so different than my competitors. I'm going to build this facility and then people are just going to flock to me, right? This is going to be a cash cow. And yeah, I'm going to post on Instagram and, you know, maybe I'll send out a weekly newsletter, but they really underestimate the importance of an actual holistic marketing strategy, one that has automations, one that doesn't require you as a business owner to be tied to your phone, one that doesn't leave you guessing about how much you're going to make in the coming month or how much you need to spend on ads to make X amount of dollars in revenue. So again, this is another reason why I do my Book More Birthdays Challenge every single year. Marketing is something that is so underestimated when somebody is going into this business. And again, 99 out of 100 indoor playground owners I work with don't have a solid strategy. And like I just mentioned in the last spooky mistake, they can't tell me what marketing source or what marketing efforts are resulting in the most bookings and the most profit. So again, not having a reliable marketing strategy 
not focusing in the right areas when it comes to marketing is a huge mistake that I see. So again, if you're always behind the counter, if you're cleaning the bathrooms, if you're doing all of these things as an owner, I'm not surprised that you don't have time to figure out a solid marketing plan or blog for your business or send emails or set up an automated email sequence. So again, I really want you to go back to number three and consider hiring a virtual assistant or a manager or an intern or a contractor because if you're going to set your business up for success and be sustainable and maybe be able to sell your business for an amazing profit one day and maybe continue operating your business and handing down a legacy successful business to your children, if any of those things are one of the reasons why you entered into this business, I really need you to focus more on working on your business and not in your business because again, it's always going to hold you back. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this off the cuff little episode. Please send me a DM if this was helpful, if this was fun to do. And again, I released a YouTube video today if you're listening to this episode as it gets released and it's over on YouTube. Just search Play Cafe Academy. It's the most recent video. So if you are a new owner or you're looking to open a second location, that is a very important video for you. All right. Have a great rest of your week. I'm going to have a bonus episode coming out for you guys on Saturday. So look out for that. We're going to hear from the co-founder of Aluvi. We're going to hear about some really exciting updates and improvements, and he's going to answer some frequent customer questions, and he's going to give you a really amazing discount code to use. So again, that bonus episode, it's not going to be part of our regular posting schedule, but keep your eyes out for it on Saturday. All right. Have an amazing week, Playmakers. I will see you soon.